Hello and welcome back to episode four of Watch Cringe. My name is Brendan. My name is Jay, and uh, we have a guest with us. My name is Vlad. I actually own ATX Watches, which is a watch shop, vintage watch shop in Austin, Texas. And uh, I'm glad to be on the show right now. Let's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So, how long have you uh, operated this shop for? Yeah. yeah. Actually, it's funny, yes, because uh, de- December 1st was one year anniversary. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, so this, is a, this is a new business. It's young. Yeah. This is a COVID it's- business. Exactly. I mean, I was sitting at home, getting bored, doing nothing. I decided might as well start a business. Wow. (laughs) It's a hell of a business to start. Yeah, that's... Speaking of COVID, by the way, uh, Brendan gave me COVID. No, that's not true. I had a Well, uh, me and uh, our AD both got COVID, yeah. Don't say that, because then he's not going to sell me a Rolex. (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, Jay's Jay's better now. Yeah, much better. You recovered over the holidays. How was it? Did you lose your taste? No, thank God, I almost bought a Hublot. <laughs> it wasn't, you must have not no, been I still, got, I still got my taste. <laughs> yeah, you still got your taste. Awesome. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> hope uh, everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, no COVID, hopefully. Yep. Uh, we're back on episode four. We have Vlad in the house. We're going to be talking about some vintage shit, actually. Yeah. Sounds oh, good. Wrist check. Wrist check. What are you wearing? So, I am actually wearing... This Seiko that I was halfway through modding, I couldn't get the the crystal placed on it nicely or the second hand. So I actually took it to Vlad's shop, and that was the first time I met the man. And he gave me a very fair price and did very his his workshop did a lot of great work to it, so it came out fabulous. So he modded um, it for you because he, he finished it. it yourself? He, yeah, because my hands were like shaking all the time. I couldn't I couldn't get it in. Are you serious? Uh, well, yeah, the second hand is really hard. Not only that, this is probably one of the best mods I've seen in a very long time. We've done a lot of Seiko mods, but this Doxa looks amazing. Thank yeah. you. I know Thank when you. I first when I first met him, I was like, "Oh shit, that's a nice Doxa." Yep. He's like, "It's actually not a Doxa." Yeah. I was like, "Get the fuck out of my face, then." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just one of those fun little projects, you know. You, I, I learned a lot actually opening it up, and it's badass. Then, yeah. So it's the NH35, right? Yes. Yep. There's actually a a, a day. Hidden behind the dial. Is that a SK? That's uh, a SKX base, right? A, I think, is actually. Is yeah. that a SKX? Is that? Uh, no, no, uh, SRP. Okay. Uh, same as uh, last episode. I'm pretty sure I was wearing the Brightling. I'm wearing the Brightling again. I I was wearing for majority of uh, the Thanksgiving period. I was wearing an Apple Watch, but I figured I probably shouldn't do a fucking episode with Apple Watch on. So. You got made fun I strapped of on the Braidling, dude. I was setting the time at Vlad's shop. <laughs> I wasn't, uh, <laughs> it wasn't set or That's anything. True. And I was like, oh, fuck, I have to set this. Oh, no. Yeah, it was rough. It's a 7750. It's not hard to set. Yeah. And by the way, the problem at the watch shop, there's not a single watch that shows the right time. Yeah. <laughs> so we were on uh, time.gov, wow. the atomic time. Yeah. How about you, Vlad? What are you wearing? Um, kind of boring, right? But, kind of uh, boring. Uh, Rolex, uh, model fifteen thirty. It's a fifteen thirty. So yeah. a fifteen thirty. For those that don't know, it shares the oyster quartz case, but it is not an oyster quartz. And oftentimes it's mistaken as one, but it's not. It's uh, wow. automatic movement. Actually, That's really cool. The interesting thing about this particular model is they made them in uh, basically they made they put automatic movements in both stainless and two tone cases. Uh, the stainless case is relatively rare. 
based on the forum information, there are between 500 to 1,000 of those watches available. Yep. Wow. Yeah. They're like super rare and really cool. And this one actually has the correct bracelet. It's uh, there super was a slight short production. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Super short production line. That is crazy. <clears throat> yeah. It, it's one that you rarely see. VRF actually loves that. It, it's uh, It's badass. Wow, is this for sale? It is. It is. Wow. <laughs> Everything's for sale. <laughs> if not today, dude. No, not everything. If not today, tomorrow. If not for sale today, for sale tomorrow. If not yeah. tomorrow, the next day. Yeah, just the, name the price. Actually, it's funny because I have like two or three of those things, and which is why this one you probably have is. Yeah, two of them? Yeah. I, I used to have four, but now I think what I'm down to fuck? three. What the fuck? Wow. Did they only come in this colorway right here? Or did they have um, they, all, they all, as far as I know, they all came with the white dial. Yeah, there was and a the white dial. dial actually aged to this, this color. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, like so urine, urine. It's a little creamy ish. Like right? Oh, I was going to say like a urine stain. Yeah, kind of. Like it, it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a nice like cream. I like Jay's version better. <laughs> <laughs> the creamy. It's like champagne. It like looks like a champagne dial now. It does. It looks, you know? it looks champagne. We'll have pictures up. It's actually so really pretty. It. It's, it's really pretty nice. dope. I really like it. This is from the 70s or 80s? Uh, it's the 1974, 74. 75 or so, that, mm -hmm. that time frame. Wow. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, alongside that, Vlad actually brought three watches, which we'll cover today. You know? Yes, we will. Some of them are some mentally like insane pieces, bro. I'm not even joking. Like okay, when okay. I say insane, like fucking insane. Wow. You got Especially one. Like I have one. That I really, really like and really, really want, but it's, it's insane because the story behind it is even, fucking more insane. And by the way, that piece is definitely not for sale. Not for sale. Yeah. No. Okay. We'll, okay. Uh, we'll cover that. But uh, wow, we should so, maybe do that piece last then. Yeah, right? that's a banger. Yeah, yeah that's banger. gotta go at the end. Yeah. So uh, there's a couple of things I posted so on Instagram because uh, very ill prepared for our episodes. We didn't have questions set, but I was curious, like, what do people want to hear, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I put up, there's a good amount of questions that... Wow, they're popular. Yeah. Apparently, uh, having, a, having a vintage person is not very often nowadays. Like, information and knowledge for vintage is kind of sparse, right? Let's, uh, let's look through, uh, through some of the questions that they have, bro. What is, here's the first one. I thought it was pretty good. Um, what's the oldest watch that you've ever had? And uh, did you ever have any worries or concerns about servicing vintage? Uh, first of all, yes. Servicing vintage is very difficult because um, sometimes it's very almost impossible to get the parts and you have to actually manufacture them. And then what happens is that after so many years, the metal on metal wear actually changes the gears and it's very hard to get the right meshing. Um, and it just becomes almost impossible to restore the watch to the original the con configuration. As far as what's the oldest watch I ever had, that's a loaded question. Um, technically, the oldest watch that I have is late 1600s. It's a pocket watch. It's a single-hand uh, pocket watch. <clears throat> but it's a pocket watch. If you're talking about wristwatch, that also becomes an interesting question because technically wristwatches came about at the turn of the century, last century. And a lot of them were first pocket watches with added wired lugs. So does that count mm -hmm. or not? 
but as far as modern watches, uh, currently we have a number of 1930s, 1920s Rolexes. Uh, we have, uh, I have Omega bucket watches from the turn of the century, like 1900 or so. Okay. Um, <clears throat> we have a number of watches from like teens and, uh, from, from teens and 20s. Wow. wow. And so you, you said it was hard to find parts for, for vintage watches. Do mm -hmm. you have lines to different brands uh, from your shop that you could maybe potentially get like certain piece, parts from them? Um, uh, no, because okay. uh, two reasons. First of all, they would not sell those parts. Mm -hmm. That's number one. And number two is they just don't make those parts. Yeah. Them, huh? yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Rolex, um, for the longest time, they would not service anything more than 25 years old. Even if you That's send right. it to them, uh, they would just send it back. Now they do service it. They replace it completely, though. Replace That's it completely. True. Except for so like a death except sentence. for if you go to the historical department of Rolex. That's right. Right. But then a service and a dial service and whatever else will cost you ten thousand plus. They will take care of you. They will actually make sure that everything is done right, or still the replacement parts, but done well. Yeah. Hmm? And the watch has to be complete. It has to be totally put Fully together. original, yeah. Yeah, and then they can actually service it. But you're talking about a lot of money. And uh, at our shop, I don't want to charge that much money for the people. And we actually have people... Okay, step back. Uh, the guys who work for me, they're both from Cuba. And they are amazing at actually making things work. They can straighten out gears. They they can actually manufacture parts. If they if something is not working, it's not a problem for them. They find a way to do it. I've seen them actually last week. He actually restored uh, one uh, five minute uh, the repeater with a chronograph pocket watch by Ulysses Narden. Oh wow! It was an amazing watch. It was super complicated, really amazing watch. He took it apart, put it back together. I'm like, how in the world did you do it? He had 400 little screws and parts laying in front of you. And two days later, it was all together working perfectly. And how did you originally connect with these yeah. master watchmakers? That's a, that's a trade secret. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. I believe. That question was actually from Michael. Luscious Lips, Michael. Oh, Michael, yes. very good question. Um, Thank you for your and just lips. to piggyback, just to piggyback off that. So, with the whole worries about servicing and you know having to make the own parts, etc. Someone's asking uh, JF one oh nine. He's asking. Uh, he doesn't understand how you can guarantee any type of quality assurance or warranty on a service on a vintage because it's not essentially factory new. Do you provide any warranties or anything? With great question, it's a great question. Um, yes, we we provide a one year warranty on everything that we do, <clears throat> from battery to full service of Patex or whatever else. Now, what does that mean? That's the question: is what exactly is warranty? Warranty implies that upon receiving the watch, the watch should run close to original spec time. If it's not, we will service it again or try to service it again. If we cannot get it done, we'll refund the money. That's about the most we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Give it your best shot and give it the best shot. Yeah. Give it the best possible, shot again, if possible. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we had a case where uh, we serviced the pocket watch and uh, the stem was not proper. It was not working well. So the guy came back and it's like, okay, this is not correct. We tried to fix it, it still didn't work. On the third time, we actually found exactly the same case from like 1903. Right. Pulled the case tube, pulled everything else, put it in there, works perfectly. 
Oh, wow. But it might take n number of times to get it done right. And if we cannot get it done, then just refund the money, give the give the customer the piece back, and suggest somebody else who might be able to help. Is with. is there a network of you know watch makers in the country that can show availability of parts that are not otherwise known to the public? Yes and no. There are people that I can call to get specific parts. There also. However, it's not every part is available, and uh, surprisingly, modern parts are re- harder to get than older parts. We had a case, uh, case, uh, case, an, ex- uh, an example. We had an IWC with a power reserve indicator, mm-hmm. like five-year-old watch or ten-year-old watch, just needed to be serviced. But the pinion on the power reserve indicator was broken, so the hand was not there. To get that gear, it's impossible to do that. So to honor, even though I took it in, to honor the price and to honor the work to the customer, we actually had to send it to the factory, pay for their service. That's a loss. That's not the point. The point is that it, my yeah. job is to make sure that it works. <laughs> right? But those parts are harder to get than some parts for like a 100-year-old Omega. When you have like an account with like Omega or something, there is a catalog. Right. Like uh, if you have a parts account, you have a catalog. And so it's easier usually like that mm. like um until recently omega had parts accounts for independent watchmakers and repairmen but they since closed it to make everything in-house it's still actually possible to get an omega account i just spoke with them about two weeks ago uh your watchmakers must go through a certain amount of training oh. you need to have a dedicated room for the watchmakers uh you need to have a specific set of equipment that they have to verify and so forth but it is possible it is now, possible for rolex no way oh no way nah, no way That's 10 a- years ago the rolex uh, authorized uh, repair shops were everywhere <clears throat> yeah or uh, 20 years ago they shut them down a uh, shout out right there to level 40 because uh he explained to us too that in order to be like Rolex certified, you have to go through X amount of training. Right. It's kind of a lot is what he was telling us. It's a lot of commitment. No, but not only that. I mean, Rolex, for example, even even 15 years ago, required specific level of of equipment that most of the shops really cannot afford. Oh, I see. Yeah. I mean, to be Rolex certified, you must be able to work on all Rolex watches, including the deep sea. And the machine to verify it. Test the deep sea. Yeah, yeah no deep. kidding. How the yeah. fuck, man? Yeah. Start that shit on a submarine. Like, they have like five machines in the world. Oh, well, not five machines. Whatever number, limited number of machines in the world that can actually verify the to that depth. What the fuck? <laughs> and you're supposed to buy it and have it and uh, make sure that it works. I would just jerry rig like a plunger or something. And just a plunger, put, yeah, yeah. That's how you test three thousand meters. <laughs> a fucking plunger. Just in, plunge in, it three thousand times, dude. In front of a Rolex wrap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would do. That Rolex wrap. So was that initial thing. capital investment in the shop pretty hefty then to get different types of equipment, or was it more? It was a. There was a significant investment in the machines. Especially since the machines you want to have are relatively modern machines. Um, And the machines, they're not a lot of machines, but uh, you still need a full automatic cleaning machine. You need uh, leak detectors, basically the little chamber machines that uh, pull the vacuum and pressurize it. You need the actual leak tester with water in it. Because, I mean, if the watch shows that it's got a leakage in it, you need to figure out where, because it could be the crown gasket, can be the case gasket, can be the uh, cr- uh, crystal, crystal gasket. gasket, or whatever else. 
but you need to see where that air is coming from. Right? Then you also need um, winding machines. You need, uh, we have a glass cutting machine, which is kind of a strange thing to get. A glass cutting machine. Yeah. But we use it actually very, very often. On on what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, a lot of watches come with the really freaky shaped crystals. They're not all round. Wow. And to make a crystal for a watch, you literally have to make a crystal. You take a piece of glass and you shape it to the form of the, of, of the watch. How much capital would you need to open up a shop? In Austin. <clears throat> in Austin. Yeah, in Austin. That's that's a good idea. That's a good point. Um, to open up a shop uh, in Austin, you need about 50 to 100K for equipment. <clears throat> you need approximately the same for a build-out. Basically, that includes all the display cases and the setting up of <clears throat> the back rooms and whatnot. That includes getting safes, and safes are really expensive. Yeah. Right? Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, and then, after that, you need all the money for the inventory. Because if you open up the shop with... Uh, nothing. Nothing. Uh, you have nothing in the shop. I see. Right? So that's, And the inventory can be from... It, it's a lot of money. Yeah. And, <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was from uh, Philip. From our group, actually. Nice. So, thanks, Phil. Through. Thanks for taking the work. So off specific, of uh, literally, just to open up a watch repair shop. Well, arguably, um, I've known a watch repair person. Just a side note: in uh, Moscow, uh, who would use gasoline to clean watch parts what? and a toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Honest to God, it works. And like lighter fluid too, right? That, that what are you talking about? Wait, what do you mean? I have a works. thing of lighter fluid, and how I, does it work? You take no you idea. take it apart. It just, Gasoline eats everything. I mean, it destroys oil, yeah. which what? is exactly what you want to do. Yeah, Yo, this this is the first time I've heard of this. This is want to go clean stuff with gasoline. Yeah, I'm about right to now. clean. I'm gonna clean my bathroom clean with gasoline. gasoline. And that's he didn't have any money. He didn't have any equipment, but he had a toothbrush and and skills. I was and he was able to do that. It was amazing. I was expecting <laughs> Vlad to be like, and now. He's a famous independent Constantine yeah. <laughs> shake it, like the shaken guy. No, 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 <laughs> he's, not. He's, he's not. But, uh, but it's amazing. Yeah. That's funny. And like um, another question by Philip actually is, uh, how do you balance, you know, the slow selling pieces between like the hot commodities? So like, how do you balance your inventory it's to an, still have both? That's actually an amazing, amazingly interesting question. And the reason for that is that inventory should be changed periodically. And things that don't sell, in principle, should be removed from the inventory and sold as fast as possible, be that a discount, be that whatever else. I am not at that phase. I never was at that phase because to me, watches were always a collectible item. So if something doesn't sell, I don't care. It'll eventually but, sell, right? Right. right. And if it doesn't, I'll keep it. I mean, I bought it because I liked it. Right. Everything I have, I bought because I liked it. So if I don't sell it, I don't care. Now, from business perspective, I absolutely need to change my mindset to if something doesn't sell for a year or two years, whatever the, the thing is, either discount it at the shop or dump it on eBay or whatever else, just to update the inventory. Luckily, in the first year of operation, we have updated our inventory through regular sales and through regular reinvestment of uh, other income. So business is good right now. First year was pretty good? Ridiculously better than I expected. Really? Yes. I mean, just literally ridiculously better. 
See, That's I always awesome. wondered that because I wasn't sure because with like watches, it's such a niche market. Yeah. All right. Here's another question too by uh. Damn, we're fucking like machine gunning questions yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. Holy get, shit. Do you feel like you're getting assaulted right now with questions? <laughs> I don't know. Should I speak? Should I talk lo- longer? <laughs> <laughs> Here's one uh, by Chris Erhard. Um, what's your favorite watch that you've ever found? My favorite watch that I ever found. Uh huh. It's very difficult to answer this question having about 30 different favorite watches. <laughs> and that's on the the low estimate um the watch that probably i hold dearest to my heart is a rolex Datejust. let me guess is it from your wife no oh it's a number 30 that is actually engraved on the case the first 100 Datejust that were created in 1945 were individually numbered what and the number 30 is the one that i have So it's actually wow. rare, cool, wearable, and really, really nice. It's solid 18 carat, well, just like they were all were at that time. Original Datejusts, when they first came out, you cannot go to AD and buy. It was actually a magazine subscription. You fill out a card, you send it in that you want to buy it, and the Rolex would acknowledge that your desire to purchase it. Uh, they would engrave your initials or crest on the back of the watch. And between the logs, you would have the uh, from ze- from one to one hundred uh, individually serial. serial number. That's the serial. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's the series number. On the back, on the other side, you would have the or so you have the forty four sixty seven, which is the model number. And on the inside of the case back, you would actually have the regular Oyster serial number, which is like forty four hundred fifty thousand or something like that. Where did you find this piece? San Francisco. I was there for a conference. I stopped by at a shop, and the guy was had one for sale. What year was this? That was so uh, early two thousands. Oh my god! Holy shit! Dude. What a story. And when I saw it, I'm like, okay, I'm buying it. I don't. I, I, yeah. I think I know what this Charge is. I'm the just Amex. Buy it. How, yeah, much, how, much, how much did you? I'm not get answering prices. I'm not pri- oh, prices. God. I'm not doing. Oh, you know, you know, he fucking made out. On yeah, that he's one, a dude. king. He's a king. No, right seriously, now. I paid a lot of money he, for that because the guy had some idea what that was. Yeah. But it was so well worth it. Is that yes. is that the red datejust? The, well, they're the red all red. Tech? They're all red text datejust. Well, the early datejust were red, but uh, the first one hundred was just amazing. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, right please. Now. I want to see this thing. It's pretty sex. This is like, a, oh my god. But that's not even on bracelet. No, they they ne- they never came on bracelets. The first one hundred came it's on leather. Strap. Mm-hmm. So it kind of looked like this. Was it? Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Wow. Actually, it looks like this. Uh, the one that you showed me um, right now, the coronet was should have been below the 12 yeah, and so uh, cool. painted. There should be no markings around. The, the, n- there so should be no it. gold around the date window. Yeah. So what you just showed me was a ripoff, Jay. With, no, it was this... a later model. Oh, okay. That was a later 44 system. Okay, let me this see the one. So cool! No, we'll, I'm looking we'll at it, it right now. We'll put it up. Wow! <laughs> <Because clears throat> it has number thirty engraved on the on the case back, huh? On the between the lugs. Oh, between the lugs. Is is the is the date wheel roulette? I think it's all red. Oh my god! It just says number thirty, bro. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god! Wow. At some wow. point, we got to go over to Vlad's house and fucking see that in person. Yeah, I need to put that on my wrist for Elisa. I don't, I don't even want to put that on my wrist. I just want to see it. 
touch it, pray to it. Pray it's to a it. cool watch. Now, the other watch that I personally sincerely love, um, and I've been looking for it for a while, it's not an expensive watch, it's just really, really cool, is a Swatch. Okay. A Swatch? Yeah. Second watch. Oh, I bet it's... Oh, it's the Platinum. I knew it. Watch Have you seen this? That Swatch made a Platinum watch. I didn't know that. And it was in a special box. The box is fucking huge. And no. I was trying to get one of these for myself for a while. And I, I just gave up because I was like, I couldn't find one in good condition and one that was reasonable. Yeah. This is... Feel, feel the heft of this. Guys, I wish I could... Have you guys feel how heavy the fucking oh, swatch is? It's a, it is a swatch. It comes with a really relatively high quality ETA automatic movements. Yeah. Um, it comes in a platinum case and the alligator bracelet. Jeez. You know, that's only, that's the second one I've seen. The first one I've seen was in Red Bar, New York, actually. Wow. This yeah. is beautiful. It's insane. <laughs> I this love is that beautiful. Thing. I like this yeah, a same. lot. My only concern, my only problem with this watch is that lo normally looking at it, you can never tell what time it is. Uh, the dial is I so see. busy and so mm -hmm. things, it's just like, it's hard to tell what time it is. And that inner ring is just like reflecting. But it is amazingly beautiful watch. It is. Wow. Jesus. When did this come out? It came out early 2000s. Th early 2000s, yeah. They made a limited edition of 13,000 pieces. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, that's, limited. Hey, that's still less than uh, Omega. Omega limited editions nowadays, bro. What, what what do they run? Fucking insane. Like the James Bond thing that they say, the one for the newest movie. Yeah. It's not even limited edition. It's... <laughs> oh, come on, bro. You can't... They, I think they advertise it as special edition. Special edition, yeah. Fuck out of here. I've seen Get the fuck out of here. Special edition. No. No. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean shit, dude. Yeah, I go to Walmart. I saw a Timex special edition, <laughs> baby. Hey, I have a Timex, by the way, from 1968. The only solid gold Timex they ever made. Solid gold? Yeah. Timex made solid gold watch. It's it, actually a cool. It's, it's a. It's is a it battery, dial? It's a battery powered. Uh, Wait, Timex solid gold watch. It's actually cool. You're getting all the big Wait, fish. What's pulling fuck? all the I've big fish? I've never heard of this. Yeah, look it up. Like it's like El Dorado or something like that. It's just a 1968. He's gonna look it up right now. Look it up, folks. <laughs> what the hell? This is nuts. You're blowing my mind here. I know for real. 1968 Timex. Solid gold. Solid gold. Timex Dorado. Vintage 14K yeah. solid gold. Let me see that little bad boy. <laughs> what the hell? Let me see that bad Hold boy. On. It looks like it's just a regular solid gold watch. Yeah. It does. But yeah. it is a Timex. Huh. And it's just cool. Look how it says electric. I know. It's like back when that was like the hotness, yeah. right? It's no. electric. So So when did you when did you start collecting? What decade? You know what? I'll raise oh, you one better. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll raise you one better. Okay. How did you get started? How? Yeah, what's the ASL? Were you, uh, were you already stateside? <laughs> uh, first of all, yes, I was here. I was, uh, at that time, it was right before I got married. First time. Um, and my wife did not like my current hobby at that time. What was it? What was it? I would buy an old car, drive it for a few months, <laughs> sell an old car, buy another old car, yep. for, drive it. I mean, the classic was I bought a 75 Trans Am with oh. a three-speed. Oh, fuck yeah. And no front bumper. <laughs> oh, you lost me on that one. <laughs> hey, look, what's available for $500 I would buy. 
That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, and she was like complaining that they're gonna get into something else. They're too big, too Taking ugly. The they leak oil. They require paperwork. They cost too much money. And I'm like, okay, let's. I'll, I'll switch the watches. They require more space. No paperwork. They cost a lot more money than cars. <laughs> but all in all, I'm a lot happier. But that's like, uh, it was 20 years ago, actually 22 years ago. Um, I started by going on eBay one time and buying a box of uh, LED watches. Wait, hold on. LED like um, Bulova? Oh, like Casio's. And like whatnot. Casio's. Oh, yeah. okay. And one of the Casio's was actually really cool. And I figured out as an engineer that I am that this Casio is a lot more interesting than this Casio. So I started looking further into watches. And then from there on, it kind of snowballed into everything else. And a year ago, actually a year and a half ago, my wife, my current wife, Yulia, asked me that, all right, so you have about 100, 200 relatively expensive ladies' watches. When do you plan to wear them? <laughs> that was a very mean question to yeah, ask. Yeah, that is a mean-spirited question <laughs> yeah. to ask, dude. <laughs> but it led to me getting the shop and... Uh, mm-hmm. Gotta sell them. This dude got <laughs> a shop to because his wife, his wife. Because his wife called him out. He's, bullied, he's getting bullied by his wife right now. That's why he owns a shop. Help <laughs> this guy out. Go in there and buy some Go watches. Go to Watches now. Official, guys. 35th Street. <laughs> this guy got bullied by his wife to buy his store. <laughs> Funny part about it, I have more ladies' watches now than I ever did before. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's hilarious. Yeah, because I was always wondering, like, how do people get started? Like, we did the first episode, like, on ASL, like, how you got started thing. And there was, that's interesting that that's what prompted it. It's like the curiosity. Of... Actually, no, that was that's a good story. But in reality, um, I knew that Scott, the previous owner of Old Timer Clock Shop, wanted to work from home. I knew that uh, Austin Watch and Jewelry, or Austin Classic Watch and Jewelry, was uh, about to go out of business. Mm-hmm. I had the access to location. I had access to inventory. I had access to equipment. I had access to everything else. And it was really, really difficult decision not to open. Wow. And was, what were you doing before? Oh, before, um, for, about 20, for about 25 years or so, I was a software engineer. Uh, CPU design, basically, it's, it's a verific- a pre-silicon uh, RTL-level verification and test case generation for those companies. And then I decided that, uh, again, thanks to my wife, she basically is <laughs> like, well, what if I want to move to Paris? Can you get a job there? I'm like, not with what I'm doing right now. <laughs> that was before COVID, by the way. <laughs> so I quit all the high-tech jobs and started doing um, internal audit reviews um, for the security purposes of high-tech companies. Mm. I did that for about five or six years. And then I'm like, no, I just want to do watches. They're more fun. Hey, yeah. dude, must have been very liberating. Yeah. yeah, that's great. It's inspiring. That's I'm going to quit my job tomorrow. Screw it. Just play, and just play video games. Yeah, that's it. That's that's what I'm taking from this. Story. Yeah, but uh, being a nice Jewish boy, I still need money coming in. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's how it has to be. That's what I, exactly. <laughs> Have you had any uh, nightmare customers? Ooh, yeah. Tell us the dirt. The dirt. Yeah. Like um, insufferable people. Believe it or not, no. At least not this year. I'm okay. waiting for them. You're I'm expecting You're for them. I'm preparing for them. Right. Um, but in reality. Nightmare customer is a customer who doesn't get what he wants or she wants. Yeah. Now, I had one guy who 
I had 10 people or five people in the shop, customers. He came in, he sat in the chair for 20 minutes because I was working with somebody else. And he looked like a kid that was somebody else's kid who was there. <laughs> huh? 20 minutes later, he left and left, a, and left a negative review on Google that nobody paid attention to him. Oh. I'm like, well, come up to the front yeah. and ask your question. Yeah, you're busy. That's, that seems like people who don't know how to hack in social settings. That sounds like a perfect watch collector, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just sit here patiently. Yeah, wait for him. I don't, well, I don't want to cause any problems. <laughs> but in reality, so far this year, not that I can remember. Oh, yeah. So I when I went to your shop, you have, you have your kids uh, <laughs> uh, helping run the shop, right? Oh, I have an army of kids right now. <laughs> yeah, we're about to call CPS on you, dude. <laughs> you, 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 seriously, you really should. <laughs> hey, CPS, we're just fucking joking, dude. Yeah. Don't go. Yeah, yeah, do not go. Don't swat him. Don't swat him. Um, um, the kid who helps me on Saturdays, he's 17. He is finishing high school right now. 17 is legal. Yeah, it's legal. 16 is the legal age of working. I thought it was 14. 16. I was working when I was 14 years old. You were working illegally, bro. Okay, that's why. <laughs> so he's really good. He actually tries to help me with all the computer stuff. He tries to help me with inventory. He tries to make sure that all the paperwork is in place. Great. My kids, they do whatever they can, but they were 16 when it started. They're 17 right now. There is another girl who comes in and sorts things out for me, be that movements, be that rings, like be that jewelry, be that stones. She is 13, but she doesn't get paid, so she's not officially working. Oh, <laughs> That's the loophole. loophole. Hey, you know what that is? That's dad told you so. <laughs> I do want to talk about the three watches that Vlad brought because I I, yeah. I made a thing out of that. Like, okay, what's what's bringing out? So uh, it's right there. What's put, you wanted to save the best one for last. So the first watch that I brought was the Anacar Sharpograph. It's a Belgian seventy-two uh. movement, perfect size. Yeah. There was about forty millimeters, uh, forty-one millimeters. I um, like it. it amazingly it's... easy to wear. Yep. Um, original bracelet, bracelet, I believe. Yeah. <coughs> it's just like a wonderful, wonderful watch. Uh, but they're not as popular as some others. Like, for example, Carreras use the same movement. Yeah. And everybody knows about them. That's right. But Enacar uh, is a lesser brand. But quality wise, it's just absolutely phenomenal. I always loved their symbol. Yeah. It's like very. It's space. like the space. It's like mm. a. What is it? Saturn? It's Saturn. Saturn. It was yeah. Saturn. It's always yeah, it's not one. Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, so this is really nice. Um, yeah. And it's just both from the... Clean. I love it's the a clean crown. example. From the, the mov- from the movement technolo- the technology, which is Velger 72, to the dial shape, and it's a blue dial with the white sub-dials. Is that just- column wheel? It is. Yeah. It is column wheel. It's seven- oh. the Velger 72, come on. Oh. Yes. Damn, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I had to edit like a that. fucking I'll, I'll, I'll edit that out. <laughs> Ed, edit this out. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going li- to so, uh, highlight that, actually. So, <laughs> aside this, this is a gorgeous watch. He uh, he brought two more. We're going to go with... Uh, so, this one. Look. the You were Otavia. Otavia. This is model 1163. It came out in the 60s, I believe. That has a specific name, though. What was the name? It's a, 60, uh, it's a Joe Siffer. Joe, yeah, Joe. Is that a race car driver or something? It's a race car driver who actually popularized this particular watch <laughs> this one, with yeah. the white dial. The dial is what actually makes that specific to that uh, race car driver. They made this in white dial and a black dial. The white dial is considered to be a lot rarer, a lot more interesting. It's just like, a, what's his name? 
for Which Rolex so McQueen. Oh, McQueen or the um, oh, not, uh, Paul Newman. Newman. Yeah, Paul, Paul Newman. Newman. Yeah, yeah. And, um, <clears throat> wonderful watch. Absolutely great condition. This one is actually quite interesting because the, the original idea of this watch and Jay can actually talk about it yeah. because he had one with the cigarette box. Yep, came in a cigarette box. It's like a. No, a... but do you know why? No, why is that? I never knew the history of it. Because you would buy cigarettes and you get coupons for every cigarette you smoke or every pack you buy. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. And then if, if right. you smoke so many cigarettes you get or so many enough packs, coupons towards the towards tag. the watch. Yeah, not tag the ewer. That's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> that shit. is wild. Yeah, because it like, came in a literal. Influences. Dude, it came in a literal cigarette box. Like it's like a long box. You would mistake it for a cigarette box. It's so funny. That's you, right. I wow. forgot about that. The more that you smoke, wild. the more, more coupons, coupons you get. The coupons you get. The, the more discount you get on the watch. It's in every pack. You that's gotta, crazy. Yeah, that's right. This is this is gorgeous, man. No, uh, this one is absolutely phenomenal condition. The dial is immaculate. Yes, like, look at that. It's got the blue second hand, the perfect dial, perfect everything. It's just like oh, wonderful condition. It's just like uh, I love that watch. But this last watch is this. This is the one for me, bro. Actually, for you too. You you would appreciate this. Yeah, it's the Doxa Black Lung. It's a real Black Lung, not yeah, the reissue. Not the reissue. Oh my god, this is so cool. Yo, you should see Brendan. He's shaking like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding the power. I feel like I'm going Super Saiyan. Well, they're a lot. You know, I feel like they're a lot thinner than. Well, you really cannot compare to yours. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yours is a Seiko, bro. No, the 5000T that I have? No. I think oh, so. you Shocky. have one. I have two now. You got a 5000T? He I just bought it. T. Oh, that'd be no, cool. no, that's a diff- that's the 300T. Oh. I should I should bring it out, actually. I'll show you after. I got the, I got it for insane. For a steal. He, he This thing was two weeks old. He bought a 300T right from Doxa. He had the like shipping label and everything. He sold it to me for 1000 bucks. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. You want to sell it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm probably going to. But then but, I have a 5,000 T as well. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, he this man pulled cash. Cash. I don't know what business dealing he's doing, <laughs> but you, he has my, thousands uh, on him. My other watch guys, dealers are not like that. <laughs> black lung. Yeah, Ooh. and that's the original black lung. It's the original prototype that lung. they made. Um, as far as I know, what they made like 20, 30 yeah, of them. It's like 30, 30. Uh, yeah, thirty. No, seriously, sure. they're very, very, very few. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like super... there's a guy who actually keeps track of all of them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hi, guy. I'm yeah. holding one that you should be. He has the record of this one from. I sent it to him about ten years ago when I first when I first got that watch. So it's actually registered and uh, it was verified through the forums. And it's funny because one of the things that the forums wanted me to do is to take very detailed pictures of the black lung logo. Because it's supposed to be raised. That's the it's thing. It's supposed to be a 3D dimension. Yeah, it's supposed right. to be 3D. Yeah. Because and some, some are stamped. Some of the fake ones, they would just put a, a black kind of... Or the, yeah, it's, it's like a sticker It's, it's like a film, like yeah. a sticker type of thing. But this one actually is a 3D and exactly what it should be. Yeah. It's absolutely insane. And it says uh, Jacques Cousteau is U.S. Divers, right? Is that his... Was that his thing? Cousteau, yeah. 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 The yep. U.S. Divers, it says it on the... Yeah, U.S. Divers Association. Yeah, it's honestly, like, that's the watch that has always been such an impressive thing for me. Like, whenever I go to the shop. And, like, this and is, it's it's nice that he took it out of the safe for this. And it's got nice marker. It's got all the right marks on it and everything else. It's just, like, amazing watch. 
And it's oh, got a good wear, good thank, honest wear on it. Thanks for donating this to the watch crew. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you ever wear it? No, right? Um, oh man, that's so cool. Once in a while, fuck. but once in a while is like once every five, ten years. God, fuck, man. A, yeah, don't you feel like a super saiyan holding that thing? Yeah, I do. I feel like I can, I can punch a hole in your wall right now. You just Goosebumps. made my weekend. Yeah, Goosebumps, getting yeah. freaked out a little bit. That's one of 30. I'm a little hard right now. Okay. Stay away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I assume you still have Actually, come closer to me, though, actually. <laughs> oh, man. This is nice. But yeah. Out that of, is, out that of the three so that cool. he brought. Yeah, that docks it, man. The black lung. That thing is a banger. That thing is a banger. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that thing. It's insane. It's almost impossible to find another one. Like, really impossible to find. Yeah. One. You said there's only 30 of those? Something About, like yeah. It's Do you like, ever meet up with the other guys and like... Damn, like a Doxa? Yeah, like, a Doxa group? You Doxa, gotta have one of these no, to join no, the group. Not Doxa group, Black Lung group, Black bro. Lung. No, OG I actually too, never Black did. Uh, Imagine like all of y'all just hanging out. Yeah, and then... yeah, Diving with it. Diving with it. <laughs> damn. Actually, I should take it in the water. Just oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Don't do that, please. <laughs> wow. I would fucking cry. Man. But, and it's... I don't know. To me, I think vintage is just a world that scares a lot of people. Yeah. But then again, you never know what you're getting. You here's know? a question, Jay. What's your favorite vintage watch that you have? Have? I don't even have much vintage anymore. Like, as far as had, it's definitely the 1675. That was such I had the a cool watch. 1675 Mark III. Yeah, man. What about you? What's your favorite watch? Uh, vintage. Vintage. Favorite watch like that I have? Yes. Uh, I don't have that much. Vin- the only vintage that I have right now the Orient. is... Oh, yeah. That Orient is oh, actually so pretty badass. badass. You, we got to show that to you. It's, it's a legit. Chrono Ace uh, King Diver. They actually only made this for like a few years. It's a depth gauge. Yeah, oh, right. It has a depth gauge on it. It's it's pretty badass. Really? Yeah. I will show it to you after. I think you would like it. And then I have like a Chrono Swiss um, chronograph that was uh, made for Westbury Company. It's like this American company, just a no-name type Do you of register the uh, Landerin movement? Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a Landerin, I think, 51, Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah. Uh, so the, the stop is on the bottom mm-hmm. and not the top. I just remembered, I still have a pre-logo Omega pocket watch that's gold. I, I still have that. Where the hell did you get that? From a sale, like a private sale. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is absolutely insane. Dude, that's insane. Pre-logo porcelain dial. Hit a lick. So how is it marked? It has Omega on it. And then it has the movements also Omega stamped. So what what is the history of that? Omega is actually in the name of the movement that they made. mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think they bought the movement and then they just stamped their name. Stamped their name. Hmm. But it's, dude, it's like engraved in the back and shit. It's pretty dope. Um, one thing I want to ask you, Vlad, as someone who's collected vintage for a while, um, what is one advice you would give someone who wants to get started into vintage collecting? Because like, like we said, it's like a lot of pitfalls. It's a lot of pitfalls. Usually people are scared of starting it because it's like, Hey, it might not be all original. It might be this or that, but like cost a fortune to fix. Yeah. Like what, what would you... Can give I, us an advice. Can I give, uh, can I answer it in two parts? Yeah. Number one, never assume that it's an investment. You're buying it because you like it. If it goes up in price, great. If it goes down in price, you throw it away. I mean, it especially, especially at the very beginning, you're buying it because you like it. 
Right? If you want to buy a base metal uh, 17 jewel no name diver watch, more power to you. Enjoy it. At some point, you'll figure out what you want, and then you can actually start collecting and actually investing in watches. And second of all, second part is ask questions. Ask questions of your friends. Ask questions of the shops. I don't care if people. Actually, I'd like when people come to me with a statement. I'm thinking of buying this. What do you think? Hmm. And we'll give us we'll give our opinion. I mean, they have nothing to lose, nothing to gain. I'll be happy to discuss that. But ask questions. Does your shop have uh, social media? You guys. They um, do. It's, once it's, Michael it's helps me. No, they have one. It's ATX Watches Official. We'll we'll link it. We'll Follow and, and send your questions digitally. Yeah, send your questions to there, man. That's you'll uh, get instant responses. Instant. Like, even, at 2 <laughs> even at two a.m. Even at two a.m. Expect a response. You will get a response. Um, I, it I, might not be friendly at two a.m. though. Yeah, maybe don't fucking send a message. <laughs> He's gonna get bombarded. But uh, the whole notion is that ask questions. Even if you're just trying to buy something, um, if nothing else, you need to understand the, what to offer based on what the market value is, mm-hmm. based on how much you can sell it for, and based on how much the spare parts will cost you to put it back together. Yeah. Get to know the full picture, which yeah. can be tricky. Very much for, so. You know. All right. You guys heard it here first. Well, probably you've probably heard this <laughs> to a couple of places, but you heard it here right now. Ask questions and don't look at it as an investment. Buy the watch because you enjoy if, it. Because you like it, yeah. <clears throat> it like, should be first and foremost. The unless, investment thing is like, yeah, that's an unless extra Unless it's bonus. a blow. <laughs> <laughs> don't fucking do it. That's funny. I don't have a single Hublot and I never owned one so far. Mm, man has taste, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he never got COVID. <laughs> oh. oh, man. All right. Uh, we're going to thank our sponsors. Uh, oh, yeah. I think our sponsor for this episode is uh, Doritos. Jacques Cousteau, right? Oh, yeah. Jacques Cousteau, <laughs> but also Doritos. Um, you can unlock dual 2XP plus weapon 2XP if you purchase a bag of Doritos for Call of Duty Vanguard and Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah, use promo code WatchCringe69. Yep. And uh, that's pretty much it. Thanks, guys, for uh, hanging out. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, guys. Got anything? Uh, I think we're going to do an ASMR. And oh, we're gonna yeah, yeah. we're gonna take that um, yeah, yeah, in a car yeah. in a car because this thing winds very nicely. So here we go. It's hot. Okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. We'll see folks. you guys next time. We'll see you on Christmas episode. All right, take All care. Right, thanks, Vlad. Thank you. Thanks, Vlad. Thank you, guys.